Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey guys, I pulled into a Target. Oh, have you ever pulled into a Target and you felt like a field trip with all the kids? That's been me. So I had four kids between the age of two and eight years old. And as we entered into this toy department, oh my gosh, you know how it is. Well, my five-year-old decided he wanted to touch everything he saw on aisle seven. And because of his success, his little brother, he thought, well, this will be cool if I just knock everything off on aisle six. And I'm telling you, items were flying off, they were flying off the shelves faster than you could even, you could even blink. You know that mom look or that, that, that superpower that you have? Well, I looked at them and I was like, don't touch another thing. All right. So I grabbed their hands and you should have seen them. They were looking like I was holding them hostage. And I had the, these judgmental eyes of people like, what are, why are y'all even here? <laughs> so I grabbed their little hands and I quietly, you know, like threatened their lives if they touched one more thing. So in the corner of my eye, I saw this lady and uh, she was an older lady and she was smiling and she was walking towards me like she wanted to say something. And I, I looked at her like, I, I don't know her. And, and she was slowly walking towards me. And I thought, I looked behind me like, is she, she going to talk to somebody else? Is she coming towards me? And then she waltzed up and she said, honey, these are the best days of your life. I thought, these, th- these here are the best days of my life? I, I retorted quickly. I was like, um, <laughs> I don't know about that. And she said, oh, yes, these are the best days And just like that, she was gone. Y'all, I didn't have time to to wrestle her to the ground and say, take it back, lady. (laughs) Now, let me pause because my first thought was not pretty. I, I, I had like, I felt crazy on the inside. You know, I wanted to, something wanted to rise to the top. And as I I slowly regained my eyesight (laughs) and my upper lip stopped twitching. I envisioned this guy hanging off a a helicopter. You can imagine it now, like, you know, hovering over and this guy's hanging off the side and they're swirling through the sky and he's got this big bullhorn. And I'm like, he goes, he starts yelling, Stephanie, don't jump. (laughs) Well, that that's what it felt like to me, because I thought if this is the best, I mean, if this is the best, we've got a problem. See, for me, I love words of affirmation. You know, if, if you tell me, like, hopefulness, hang in there, girl, you've got this. It gets better. Uh, lie to me. But if some, somebody dangles a carrot of hope for me, girls, I can keep going. I mean, you offer words of affirmation, and I can produce, like, ten times the jet fuel. But this lady's telling me that we have arrived to the station. You know, that this is, this is the best day. It just... It left me exiting the store like, I don't know, like a deflated balloon. (sighs) Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel that way? You get to the car and you're like, why? 
Why do we do all this? It feels like, you know, with car seats and all the things, it feels like, how will we ever, how will we make it? How will we survive? I mean, sometimes I'll even ask the, my husband, I'm like, can you take the kids to Home Depot? And he's like, why, why would I do that? I'm like, because I want you to feel my pain. <laughs> so here's the thing. You know, I, I laid there in bed that night in the dark hours, just pondering, what did she mean by that? I mean, obviously, the lady is ahead of the journey on me. What does she know that I don't? So I began to assess my life. I thought about our situation, the the crazy loud life we have of six people in my house, you know, raising kids that are swarming around so close in age. I couldn't help but laugh at at the memory of my six-year-old. He was wearing this little red dinosaur-spiked bike helmet while he's learning how to play the violin. See, it's hard. It is. You know, like I've got this one little kid. I went to the bathroom, and he wanted to ask me something, and I said, you can, we'll talk later. And then I came out, and he had copied the words left and right on the top of his new tennis shoes. With a Sharpie, just so he wouldn't forget. (laughs) And you come out and you're like, oh, really? Really? So this episode today, I want to challenge you, okay, to find the goodness in the hard places. All right? Are you ready? Okay, so here we go. What if, what if we could see our life for what it is? And not for those unrealistic expectations of what it could be. You know, I understand that my house sometimes is going to look like seven squirrels live in it. Because they do, right? And we've even got Grandpa living in the house with us. And he's probably wanting to move out. (laughs) He's he's probably like, get me in that senior home now. Let me sign the contract. (laughs) But then... We've got to change our mindset, right? Instead of thinking and taking things so seriously and always seeing the negative aspects, let's, let's loosen the reins a bit and allow, allow life to be, I don't know, more organic and not so forced. You know, we've got to embrace the good and the messy and the loud, okay? My pastor back home in Atlanta, Georgia, um, Andy Stanley, he said the other day, um, Sometimes I just want to I just want it to stop the talk of covid and and looting and brutality. He said, sometimes I lose my way. I I become convinced that this new normal is real life. And then I met this 87 year old man and he talks of living through polio and diphtheria and Vietnam protest. And yet he has this enchanted life. You know, he sees life in this in a different way. He seemed surprised when I said, boy, 2020 must be especially challenging for you. And he's like, no, I learned a long time ago, he said, to not see the world through printed headlines. I see the world with the realization that we love big. I choose to write my own headlines. Andy said his words collide with my worries, freeing them from the tether I had been holding tight. See, guys, we get to write our own story. We are the decider of how we view our family, how we raise our family, how we see the good place, the goodness in the hard places, or how we only 
see the loud, the hard, the fighting, the negative. You know, when I was a kid, my fondest memories growing up were on the lake. I mean, we didn't have a lot of money, but we had each other. And we bought this trampoline, guys. I mean, we don't have money. Get a trampoline. Let me tell you, that is some cheap entertainment right there. We spent 12 summers on that trampoline. Now, most people would be like, well, we just had a trampoline for a year, and then it ripped, and we got another one. Oh, (laughs) no, that's not how we think. That trampoline entertained us, the dogs, the neighbors. (laughs) We jumped on it. We tent camped underneath it. Our entertainment was like a preposition. Above, below, around, beneath. (laughs) The net on that trampoline, it split probably seven times. Now, see, I look at that trampoline, and when it's split, this represents the kids fighting. This represents the snarky remarks in our marriage. You know, it's trying to raise, when we're trying to raise a family or, or build build something. See, nobody knew how to call on a manufacturer's warranty like we did. <laughs> Boy, we got our money's worth. They were like, do not sell another trampoline to that family. <laughs> But see, that it's, that's how it is with God. We have the Bible, um, our owner's manual, he, our relationship with God. He's the one and only. See, who can help or repair your life, you know, and fill in the gaps and, and change your perspective and, and heal the hurts? I mean, he sews up those torn seams on that trampoline that feels so jagged. Ecclesiastes 1-2 says that life is fleeting like a like a passing mist. It's like a it's like trying to catch hold of a breath. It vanishes in a vapor. Just like that it's gone. See, seasons of life, good or bad, they don't last forever. A new phase comes along and just like that, time doesn't it doesn't stop for our reflection. See, life doesn't have this it doesn't throw up a like a white caution flag, you know, like the Formula One or maybe the Talladega 500 to say, hey, this is the last lap. You know, my three-year-old, he used to, he'd be in his car seat. And every time we would go over a bridge, he would scream, a bridge. I mean, every time we crossed one, I had anxiety, not knowing if he was going to scream bridge at the beginning, the middle, or at the end of the bridge. So as we're navigating, you know, randomly, he would holler, a bridge, and it would just annoy me. But then one day, as I braced for him to, you know, as I was driving over the bridge, he didn't say it. He never said it again. And that morning was the last time. You know, and I I felt sad, and even saying it today, I think. You know, it was like those toddler years they closed. I wasn't ready. You know, from the moment they leave the womb, right, from from the moment they leave from preschool to productive citizen, like they're they're always they're trying to leave us. Right. Every day, every minute we are teaching them and they're leaving us. Guys, make the moments count. Savor that time. Did you realize when your kid, you know, he gave you this piggyback ride? You know, I mean, you gave him the piggyback ride. I hope (laughs) I hope he didn't give you one. (laughs) But. So you gave your kid a piggyback ride. And did you know that was the last time? You know, he say he's seven years old. Well, mine's in high school now. And literally, I didn't realize back then that was the last time. And now, you know, here I am on the floor kicking and screaming. I feel like I was robbed. But, I mean, I guess I could pick him up now. I mean, <laughs> of course, he'd probably, I'd get a hernia and he'd think that 
I'm a nut. <laughs> but we would definitely both remember that it was the last time. So embrace the moments. See, this could be vacation 101 of 102. I mean, we don't know, right? This could be the last one-on-one conversation about their childhood. That was me this week, you know, sending my son off to ASU. Oh, my gosh. I cried all the, I cried. I felt all the feels, you know. And then some people are like, well, he's only 12 miles away. I'm like, well, that doesn't matter. (laughs) But I stayed up all night thinking, did I give him everything he needed? You know, is there any other parting wisdom? Guys, we get, if we're lucky, 18 summers with our kids. Life is short. Let's savor the moments. So, look, I got a ton of stories. I got lots of stories, okay? And so every week, I promise you're going to be entertained. I promise to give you some actionable steps and ways to implement them in your week. I want to challenge you. So come back every week and listen because we're better together. Okay, so here's some actionable steps that I want to give you. All right, this is what worked for me. So when the crazy all occurred and I wanted to see the negative instead of the good, I would call my kids and I would listen to their voices on the phone. Gosh, they sound so much younger and innocent (laughs) when they're on the phone. You've got to try this tonight. It's pretty cool. So instead of like, you know, negotiating and wrangling with the teens on how they feel or come on and talk to me, sometimes the best conversations are those on a long after dinner walk, you know, where it's organic, it's not forced. An evening by the fire pit, we've got one of those little Ace Hardware fire pits. We just crank that thing up sometimes and throw some s'mores on and you would just be so surprised how they just open up and start talking. Number two, ask yourself. Will this matter in a week, a month? You know, those, is, this a, is this a power struggle or is this a control issue? Like, what, what's going on here? The, we're in the long game. We're trying to create memories that build a legacy. We're trying to create deep-rooted relationships. So ask yourself, will this matter in a week or a month? All right. You know, Bob Goff, he's one of my favorite authors. He just lives life out loud. He is so fun. If you ever go to his Instagram, it's G-O-F-F, Bob Goff. He reminds us in this book called Love Does that love, it's a verb. You know, it's leaning in and loving harder when the kids are prickly around the edges. You know, believe me, making time for connection, it works. The urge to have a meltdown over over like the, I don't know, the slightest mishap, it'll just fade away, right? Number three, be your own gatekeeper. What does that mean? What does it look like? Establish boundaries. Put parameters in place to protect you, to protect the family. Because, you know, what causes us to live outside the moment, to hurry through life, you know, stopping us from being content in the present, embracing the right now? Of course, we won't miss, you know, the kids fighting in the back seat. We're not going to miss all that. We're not going to miss the snarky remarks or by the, you know, the teenager. But you'll miss them, right? We can't edit out the negatives, you know. We can't edit out. It's all one package. It's all or nothing, the, the whole thing. I know it sounds ridiculous, But I'm here to tell you, 
you will miss it. And wherever you are in your life right now, these are the best days. Even though maybe you're going through heartbreak or a a child who's sick or a divorce or, you know, you're waiting right now to find out if, you know, if from the doctor word whether you have something or not. I want you to know and I want you to look for all the goodness around you. It's easy for things to look bad, right? It's easy. Well, I'm going to I'm going to challenge you here. This is the what if moment. But what if the chaos outweighs the goodness? What if the the bad outweighs the positive? Well, if you don't push into loving harder and leaning in and looking for the good, then you're going to miss the true meaning of it all. You know, while while that little that little toddler He's puking in the back seat, and you're going, oh, this is my life. You know, how did I get here? He looks up and sees the first person to arrive on the scene. His mama, with such love and compassion, see, you're building strong connections. When, you're, when your teen maybe comes home from school and they're lashing out at you, oh, been there so many times. You're like, I just want to be the fun parent. I just want them to like me, Right. Maybe they've been bullied or somebody said something cruel to them. And it just, it's a hard life being out there, you know, a teenager. But lean in and love harder. Be there with a hug that they probably won't even give you. Be there with the cookie that they definitely will eat. Right? But you are creating unbreakable bonds. When you can't see the speck of goodness in a forest of calamity, climb higher. Do what it takes to grab that bird's eye view, right? See, we're in the long game here. We are forming relationships for a lifetime. You know, don't be focused so much on the doing, the feeding, the technical parts. You know, don't be so focused on getting that to-do list done. It's just become your boss and you are hustling for your worth and you're getting slinging them into, you know, hot into all the sports events and activities that you're not even going to get to see because you're heading off to the next event. Don't be so focused on the doing that you miss out on this, this ooey gooey goodness of the journey. You're going to hear me say that a lot. Ecclesiastes 1-2 says, life is fleeting. It's like a a passing mist. It's like trying to catch a breath. It vanishes like a vapor. It's like that morning fog. Just like that, it's gone. You know, so bend down and and hug them. Squeeze those little legs and high-five the littles. You know, insert yourself into those, the teens' busy schedules. I mean, my five-year-old, I remember, he's like, Mom, you're the best mom I've ever had. Well, I mean, I'm the one and only, but <laughs> but here's the thing. You are the one. You, you have the God-given privilege to do this job. So make it count because you set the tone for the family. You know, there are days when you just want it to fly by. I mean, it's just pure labor with the littles, right? Those car seats and strollers and diapers, And then there's that critical thinking prowess with the teens. I mean, each level has its own difficulties. Believe me. I mean, there are some days I'm like, by Thursday, I can't even remember all their names. (laughs) But savor the moments. Because this too 
shall pass. You know, Ecclesiastes 9, 7, it says, relish life with those you love. I mean, could this scripture be any more perfect? Relish life with those you love because each and every day of your precarious life, every day is a gift. Guys, whether you're in the grocery store line or you're the carpool lane or you are headed, you know, to drop kids off at all their practices and dance and football, just pray. Ask God for guidance. Ask God to not only catch the kids when they're doing the wrong things, but catch them when they're doing the right. Make a big deal out of it. See, God is the answer. He is your North Star. When when God assigns you this great commission, he promises that he will be with you always. Okay, so I know it's easy to lament. Sometimes, you know, I get in the car and I just scream by myself. I turn on the music, I turn up music, and I just start screaming. Or I just start, you know, singing as loud as I can the music that I want, that the kids are like, oh, that's old stuff. (laughs) I mean, really, Green Day? Come on, guys. (laughs) Please. Um, So you can holler and scream. It's it's okay. Do what you need to refresh and reset. Because, look, your emotions, they are not going to derail God. They just won't. In our weakness, he's strong. See, the devil, he wants us to fail and scream and fall down on the floor and go crazy, right? Fight with the spouse, but stay the course, mama. Focus on really what matters. Life is not perfect. It's just maintenance. There are days I want to give up. You know, the laundry, the dishes, the complaints about, you know, what I made for dinner. I mean, it can be all overwhelming. I get it. I have been there. And that's why I want to remind you, because I want to save you like two years of heartache here, okay? Just take a deep breath, listen to a song, whatever makes you feel good. Hide in the closet, take a bubble bath. Like, self-care, we're going to say maintenance, all right? Just like when that car, the the Formula One car, the Talladega 500, those cars come flying in. I mean, they change their tires like three times, you know? So, maintenance. All right, so Shauna Nyquist, she's the author of Present Over Perfect. She reminds us uh, of the lies we tell ourselves. If you do more, you are more. You know, life is, life is too fast, too full, and too busy. It's important to live life to the full and not to the busy. I could not agree with her more because busyness does not equal importance, okay? Busyness does not equal importance. We just go, go, go till the wheels fall off and we feel exhausted, Okay, so if you don't implement the things that I'm telling you to do, you're going to feel exhausted and overwhelmed. You're just going to feel like just under behind the eight ball at every turn if you don't make these changes. It's up to you, though. You get you get to decide how this is going to look. Okay. All right. Because God paired you with your family to create meaningful moments. To slow down and and savor, savor all of them, because this could be the last time. I mean, when you're hauling those littles and you're guiding the teens and and maybe you're even a maybe you are even an empty nester, it's still not too late. It's still not too late to create those memories, you know, and 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 meet with them for lunch. How do how do you want to show up in their life? How do you want to set the tone to say, "Hey, I'm here to help you." You know, give them the grace, do all the things, right? Life is so good. James 4.14 says, For what is your life? 
but a mist that appears for a time and vanishes. Life is, it's so fleeting. It goes so fast, right? One minute you're here, one minute you're there. I mean, my, my son, you know, one minute he was like, mom, don't kiss me at the bus stop anymore. You know, he's in first grade. And then just like that, he is driving away in the car. I'm like, what is happening here? Okay, so I'm going to pray today. Here we go. Lord, help me to create those fire pit moments to savor the journey. I mean, it's so easy, God, to live life in this hurried state. I could, I could miss out on all the things. I could miss out on these best days. Show me ways to carve out breathing room to seize life and enjoy the goodness of the journey. In your name, amen. All right, guys. I want to ask you a question. If this show has blessed you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on an Apple podcast. All right. Anytime you hear this show, it inspires me to create more. You could take a screenshot of this episode or, or, or a review. Um, you could take a screenshot of the review and tag me on Instagram at Stephanie Pletka. And I'll share it in my stories because, hey, you know, we're better together. If you're in the Phoenix area, tune in to 1360 Faith Radio every Monday at 4 or listen on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in next week to another episode of Motherhood Mindset. Until then, I'll see you when the wind blows.